Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, yo, Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. I am again by myself. I texted Tyler, you know, in round pick 25 or so I think and he told me he was not going to record with me um, I guess I don't really blame him for I am recording at 11:20, and my bedtime is typically like nine o'clock at the latest so little different for me um, it's good to be on it was a crazy day um, I'll just start with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and I've calmed down on this. I was been yelling at my TV since 4:30 every time they brought it up. One, um, originally, I didn't really understand what was going on. Like, why did he bring this up? All of those types of things, I didn't get it. I was very confused, um, and I really was like, okay, what does this mean? And I. Still don't know if I know what it means. I don't know if it was him trying to, you know, come out and and suggest or try to get them to pick the player they want him to pick or if it truly is he's frustrated and wants out. I just, it seems like a complete 180 from what he had been saying for the past year, well, 16 years really, Um he has never said this, and then all of a sudden the day of the draft, the afternoon of the draft, this comes out. Seems a little strange. I still don't really know what to think of it, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this because I think it's a little bit overblown. Adrian Amos came out and basically said, yeah, this isn't real. Um, he said essentially something along the lines of, it's funny how, you know, the these reports never come from a, a person actually in the building. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Again, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to think of this. I know Aaron Rodgers wants a extension. I also know Aaron Rodgers has played on one year of his current contract extension that was four years long. 2020 was the first year of this contract extension. So he's looking for long-term security. You're in the first year of a contract extension. First of four years. Like, you just expect when you have three years left on your deal to get it re-upped? That does not happen that often. I, I don't understand it. The restructure wasn't enough for him. I It just seems like 
a temper tantrum. Like I said, maybe it was just, you know, he wanted to go out and hopefully have them draft someone um, that he liked, that he wanted, you know, put some pressure on him that way to to kind of pressure the Packers into making the pick. It's pretty passive-aggressive. That's pretty – I don't really like that. I don't really like it if he's just been – complete 180 and now once out of town like I don't know what's happening at all and I guess we won't really know probably but I guess we got to move forward with this if there's more details that come out we'll definitely talk about it on this podcast but I just don't know I don't know what's happening it's it's all kind of confusing um, there was talks that a Denver deal was happening and then all of a sudden it was like no, that was fake news. <laughs> so it's just a, a crazy, crazy day with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And I imagine part of this is he wanted a wide receiver. If that was, you know, he, he wanted them to take a wide receiver. Well, I there's been a lot of talk about Elijah Moore. I didn't think the Packers were going to take him in the first round. I just, I didn't think they would have a guy like that in the first round on their board. Now, in the second round, if he's there, I could definitely see them going after a guy like Elijah Moore or even moving up in the second round. I just didn't see it with him in um, the first round. I just I just didn't I didn't quite see it. I had a wide receiver in mind, uh, Terrace Marshall. If you listen to my mock draft, you probably know that. Um, I love him. I think he's a great prospect. I think if he, if the Packers could get him somehow, that would be huge. Um, I just didn't think Elijah Moore was it, but there's some choices here. If we're looking um, at wide receiver specifically in the second round, and I'll get to Eric Stokes in a second, the actual draft pick, um, but there's some options. You got Terrace Marshall on the big board I use, he's at 34. This is a consensus, um, like all of the internet draft boards kind of combined. The consensus is 34. Um, Elijah Moore is at 35. I just thought his, you know, the size part of Elijah Moore, I just didn't think that they would do that. Terrace Marshall, I thought maybe if they, if they thought he was it, that they would go after him. Um, clearly they didn't another one Rondell Moore maybe in the second round just like Elijah Moore another smaller guy that could be an issue um, typically the Packers aren't aren't taking guys like Elijah Moore and Rondell Moore uh, for the most part but those are three receivers those are likely early round early second round picks um, obviously I don't know that for sure there is some players that kind of surprisingly went off the board in the first round. Other than that, if you're looking at wide receivers more in the range of 62, uh, Diami Brown is one. The board I have, he's at 8.38 on the RAS score and in uh, 63 on that board. Uh, so pretty good athlete. He could be a player they look at if they don't, if they don't want to move up for anyone else. Um, Tylen Wallace, I think he's going to be off their board. He did not test well. Very poor RAS score. Um, 
Amon Ross St. Brown is in that range. Not quite the athletes that they typically like, uh, but good size, things like that. And then if you look a little bit farther down, um, Amani Rogers, but he didn't test well. Um, and then you're kind of getting into third round range uh, with the other guys. Dwayne Eskridge is one. He's at 84. Again, a little bit less of an athlete than the Packers typically like, according to his testing numbers. He does he does play. It seems like he plays at a higher level than his 6.73 RAS score. There's a guy in the third round that I'm looking at that I haven't heard a lot of talk about, but Nico Collins, if he's there as a wide receiver, I think that would be a steal in the third round uh, for the Packers. I would absolutely love that pick. Um, just wanted to go through some wide receivers because I felt like that might have been the reason of all of this or part of the reason. You know, Aaron Rodgers wants a receiver. He wants some more weapons. I don't think it necessarily has to be in the first round, but there's still some on the board. There's still some very good players that I'm looking at. Terrace Marshall is my guy, so if we can get him, that would be awesome. Um, and then, like I said, third round guy that I'm looking at is Nico Collins, the wide receiver from Michigan. Let's go ahead and get into the actual draft pick, Eric Stokes. Uh, as my girlfriend knows, at first I wasn't too thrilled with this because I thought there was better players on the board. Um, I still think there are better players on the board. Uh, Jeremiah Owosu-Karamoa is on the board, which I didn't think he was going to be on the board to begin with. And, well, he was and he still is. Um, Tevin Jenkins, Aziz Ojolari, I don't think they would have taken him anyways, but he's still available and a better player, I think. Uh, Christian Barmore, Trevin Morig, Trayvon Morig, sorry. Um, Samuel Cosme, the offensive tackle from Texas. Like I said, the receivers I mentioned, plus Asante Samuel. You know, there's there's been there's some guys on there that, you know, I kind of thought a little bit more highly of, but I don't know if it was just, you know, he was kind of in that early to mid-second, like that you didn't want to trade all the way back on the board that I have. He's 48. Like you don't want to trade all the way back. You also, it's kind of a lot to give up to 14 picks in the second round. That's kind of a lot of capital to give up. So I just like never really had him on my board, but Based on now looking more specifically at him, I should have because you look at his his testing numbers athletically, and we know the Packers love their athletes. He's six foot, so decent length, um, size in terms of weight. He's not the biggest guy there, only one ninety four. He's um, got pretty good size overall. Didn't get a ton on the bench. Uh, only 14 reps, but explosive athlete, 38 and a half inch vertical, over 10 foot broad jump, 10 foot eight broad jump, uh, 40 yard dash was impressive. He had some unofficial times in the four twos. I saw a four two five and I think a four two seven um, on RAS's website. They have him at a four three one. He is a four three forty guy. Very, very fast, if you didn't know. Uh, very impressive athlete overall. Um, 
And, you know, his 10 and 20-yard splits are very good in that 40-yard dash, too. So just a very, very fast and explosive athlete. Doesn't have great agility testing numbers, but I think a lot of that is okay due to his explosion and how explosive he is, and then his elite level straight line speed can definitely help with some of that. And if he's going to be a boundary corner the agility isn't as important so the fit matters but athletically I definitely should have thought of him more of as a prospect and that was part of the reason I was so upset was that I I just didn't do a lot of like work on him and looked at him before the draft I didn't really think he was an option there wasn't a lot of people talking about him all of this kind of stuff so it kind of caught me off guard more than anything but kind of looking into the player himself you know there's a reason that he was projected into the seventh or seventh second round so obviously he's very athletic and he really got opportunistic in the 2020 season. He had four picks that game or that season. Uh, he had a pick six. The one, some of the things I'm seeing is that he needs to clean up in terms of his technique. Is eye discipline and man coverage. Um, also in man coverage, he gets a little bit grabby at the top of the route, and yet, but he has shown the ability to play in zone in man. In press man, in off coverages, you know, he he is able to play in different – he's a little bit versatile, right? He can play multiple different uh, styles and, and schemes and that kind of thing. So uh, the, the draft network looks at him as a predominantly zone corner. Um, and with the scheme that is likely coming with Joe Barry, that's what it's going to be. Um, but he, you, I mentioned the speed. Like he's going to be able to hang with just about anyone because he is that fast, <laughs> flat out. Um, he has moments of being very good in man coverage, um, and again, according to the Draft Network, he is much better in man coverage when he's playing from press. Um, he. I think a lot of those issues tend to crop up when he's playing in that that off coverage. Um, in in when he's in man, but in zone coverage, he seems to do much better. You know, he he definitely reads the backfield, reads the quarterback's eyes, uses vision. Um, you know, he's able to pass off routes really well, and and then go and make plays on the football. Like I said, in terms of ball skills, twenty twenty, he definitely showed a lot more of that. I believe his first interception was in 2020 in his college career, so had nothing up until that point. So 2018-2019 didn't have any interceptions. Then comes in 2020, gets four, one of them being a pick six. Uh, in terms of in the run game, you know, he can come up. He's a pretty efficient tackler. tackler. Uh, he's done a good job, you know, staying close to the receiver and, and playing in that run game, not just kind of running out of the play. And there is a play that they showed on the broadcast today of 
you know, some of his highlights of him coming off the edge and sacking the quarterback, just absolutely destroying him. Clearly not afraid to come up and make a play. You know, he has that kind of competitive toughness, that physicality to the game where he can, you know, be solid and and be a good tackling corner. You know, he has that toughness, those types of things. Um, I Like I said, I think a lot of the times he should be considered an outside corner. He doesn't really have the agility to be, um, you know, a slot type of corner. But he can play in a variety of schemes. He can play in press man. He can play in zone coverage. He, and you can use him in multiple ways, which I think is very good. And that plays to, you know, having a high football IQ. He can play in multiple different schemes, and he, he can be effective in all of that. So that demonstrates that he does have some high football IQ. And you can especially see that as he's playing in zone coverage. He's, like I mentioned before, very good at passing off on routes, understanding of where all the help is, whether it's safeties or where the linebacker is next to him or the slot corner, whoever it is. He understands all that, and then knowing where his help is, he is aggressive, and I think that might play into some of his interceptions too. He he just became more aggressive and knew where players were going to be, so he could go at it. Um, so on the Draft Network, they do a prospect comparison, and they compared him to Josh Norman in the 2012 NFL Draft, who obviously went to the Carolina Panthers. And I would say, you know, if you get Josh Norman here with Eric Stokes, if you get that level of play, that's going to be great opposite Jair Alexander. And I think that's going to be a big thing is, you know, he's going to be cornerback two and probably cornerback three to start and maybe even less than that. Because like I said, I don't know if he has the that quick agility, quick feet, type of stuff obviously he's got the long speed but I don't know if he has that quick feet to be a slot corner and with Kevin King on the roster we'll have to see how this means in terms of his snaps in his first year but I do think he's got some things to work on obviously the grabbing at the top of the routes um, you know eye discipline while he's in man coverage obviously is very good in zone you know, there's some things to work on. You know, maybe six weeks in, he takes the job and, and never looks back. We'll have to wait and see. But I do think it's not necessarily a bad thing when you get your cornerback a couple, you know, whether it's two, three weeks, whether it's five, six, seven weeks. Like, I think it's a good thing for, for him to be able to sit and, and kind of just learn the first little bit. Um, Next Gen Stats uh, posted a tweet and said, of all of the corners in this year's draft, Stokes has the highest probability of making a Pro Bowl within the first three seasons. That is ahead of guys like J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, who all went before him. And also, they Next Gen Stats again had a list of analytical sleepers and sleepers are specifically second day guys that really have the 
starter caliber talents to be potentially first round picks. Um, Eric Stokes led that list. They have five guys on the list. Eric Stokes, Richie Grant, Rondale Moore, Dwayne Eskridge, and Rashad Bateman. Um, Grant, Moore, Eskridge, and Bateman all were in between 86 and 89 on their next-gen stat scores, you know, however their model works. Um, And, you know, that's on the high end of good. 90 to 100 is elite, 75 to 90 is good. So again, 86 to 89, they're on the high end of good range. Eric Stokes, they have at 98. So they absolutely love, love, love his athleticism as well. Um, Now, obviously, that doesn't mean he's going to be a great player in the NFL, but there is definitely some flashes, definitely some things that you can feel excited about right you can definitely feel excited about this guy like I said I wasn't the biggest fan of it initially but I also figured out I think that's mainly because it wasn't the pick I was expecting especially with the guys on the board that I have you know learned more about read more about watched more all that kind of stuff just was not the pick I was expecting but as I'm digging in deeper i I am starting to like the pick, and it's the Green Bay Packers. They're going to draft athletes, and that's what they did. 4-3-40, they, they go after it, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Decent size, not too small, uh, which I think is important, and then you add that just crazy speed which is going to be awesome. I mentioned receivers. I want to mention some other names that are still on the board. I kind of went through the first-round prospects that I thought would be off the board at this point. Jeremiah Wosu-Karamoa is leading that list. Also, Tevin Jenkins I thought would be gone. I thought Christian Barmore would be gone. Some other guys that I definitely thought could be gone by the end of the first round, Aziz Ojolari. Uh, Trayvon Merrig and Samuel Cosme. I thought maybe those guys could be gone. Um, Some other guys that I want to look at. um, I, in the second round, with a cornerback taken in the first, it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't take a cornerback in the second round or third round. Um, But looking in that second round range, I mentioned some of the guys at the top. I'd love... You know, if Elijah Moore, especially if Terrence Marshall fell, I would absolutely love that. I just don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to kind of talk about some guys that realistically could be there at 62 that I am looking at specifically to improve this team. Uh, I mentioned Deami Brown. You know, a lot of Packers Twitter is higher on him than I am. I would not mind the pick. I... Just, I don't think I would love it. Um, Receivers in the second round, unless one of those guys falls in one of the Moors, Elijah or Rondale, or Terrace Marshall, if one of those two guys doesn't fall, I mean, unless they're in love with Nico Collins, who on my board is shortly after they pick in the third round, so it's at uh, 36. 
where I have him on my board. So I think it's a little early for him. Um, so in the second round, there are some cornerbacks in that range. Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes' teammate. Uh, Afante Malifanwu, the cornerback from Syracuse. Kelvin Joseph is another one. Aaron Robinson, all kind of in that 62 range. Guys to keep an eye on. I think Richie Grants is a guy guy to keep an eye on. Javon Holland, both of those are safeties. There are some tackles to be on the lookout for. Dylan Reddins, Ray Dunes. I always never know how to pronounce his name. Um, he's a, a pretty great athlete that... That might be available. I have him 52 on this board. He might be gone at 34. Uh, there's a real possibility of that. Um, other offensive linemen available, you know, that might be worthy of this pick. Walker Little, the offensive tackle from Stanford. Uh, Brady Christensen, Christensen BYU prospect. Um, he's very athletic, 9.84 relative athlete score. That could be an option. Other positions, uh, maybe maybe interior defensive linemen at this second pick. Ali McNeil is one. That's probably the one that's worthy in the second round in my book. Uh, that's a guy I'm watching. To me, right now, looking at this, and this could obviously change, but right now I'm looking and honing in on Baron Browning, the linebacker from Ohio State. I love, love, love his athleticism. I know this doesn't help Aaron Rodgers in this offense, but I don't think this offense needs it that much. Uh, I think this team needs help, and I think this is a good position to do it. Just a freak, freak of an athlete in the linebacker position. Uh, and I think he could be very effective and in, in help this team out and be a good fit. And like I said, you know, if you can get a Nico Collins in the third round, I would be very, very comfortable if that's what happens. We get, obviously, Eric Stokes in the first. Then in the second, we get Baron Browning. And then in the third, we get a guy like Nico Collins. I would absolutely love that. Nico Collins is becoming like my my third round guy Baron Browning I love him for the Packers in the second I don't know if the Packers will love him because you know he's a linebacker and they typically do not prioritize that position but personally I would love that um, another guy in the third round you know if they're looking offensive tackle Spencer Brown is another guy. If they want to take another shot at a cornerback, Paulson Adebo. Uh, Milton Williams in the third round, interior defensive lineman. You know, those are the guys I'm looking at. But overall, I am feeling pretty good with Eric Stokes coming in. I, I'm The pick is growing on me. The, the pick is definitely growing on me. I think it was overall a pretty good draft pick. And it's just going to be about Jerry Gray coming in and developing him and, you know, figuring it out and seeing, you know, how he's going to work, where he's going to come in. Like I said, I don't think it's the end of the world if he comes in and sits for, you know, half a season or even a full season. But I do think he could be a big part of this team moving forward. Um, I keep bringing up Nico Collins. He's 6'4", runs a 4.45, almost a 38-inch vertical. Just great athleticism overall. 
Um, not fantastic speed, but pretty pretty damn good speed at that 4.45. Good size. I just think that's that's my uh, sleeper. You know, next gen stats went through and said they're sleepers. Nico Collins is is my guy there in the third round. If the guy that is truly my guy in Terrace Marshall is not available. I I would not mind at all the Packers moving up to, you know, 50 if Terrace Marshall falls, moving up and getting him because I think he is a great prospect that I would have been okay with at 29. But we'll have to wait and see on that. We will be back tomorrow uh, covering because now that I'm finishing this, it's almost Friday morning. So we'll be back covering the second and third round, day two of the draft. We'll be back covering that stuff. We'll have another podcast out on Saturday morning, so be on the lookout for that. And then we'll recap everything on Monday. And until next time, Go Pack Go!